You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the Hills of Texas. Yeah, Hills of Texas sounds, uh, it's actually getting better. I'm kind of getting used to it now. Oh, thanks. I've been practicing <laughs> in front of the mirror and everything. Yeah? <laughs> well, that's good news. Well, uh, did you have a good turkey day? Uh, it was awesome. You know why it was awesome? Yeah. Because you, you were didn't here. Have uh-huh. a turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was good. Um, yeah, we actually celebrated uh, Thanksgiving while I was down in Texas. Yeah, I think it might be a new tradition too. Yeah, it was kind of neat. It was fun. Uh, it was a couple of days before Thanksgiving because then I turned around and came back home. And I actually had my parents and we fried another turkey here as opposed to frying a turkey at your place. But uh, it worked out great. Had fa- some family in town and I. Uh, didn't get to go flying because I uh, was so full of turkey and had the uh, snooze, uh, what do you call it, the lethargy. Yeah. I was all yeah, tired because I ate too much turkey. turkey. Uh, what, what was that called? I'm having a, I'm having a mental moment. <laughs> I know. It's a senior moment. I can't remember. <laughs> something tripped the fan. Tripped the fan. Like that's that. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, spark of, you know, one of those, uh, <laughs> one of those little sparks that like, went in the back of my head. Um, well, good. Well, uh, I got a few things in the mail. We, uh, kind of were chatting about, I've got, uh, a new cover for my, um, TS 100. So that's kind of nifty. I got a a couple of new tips to try out for the TS 100. Um, so I'm excited about that. It just came in the mail uh, today. Were you able to find these things? I mean, I, I, that's something I didn't ask you before. I mean, I know how you're, I think, I think maybe your UPS or you, uh, the U.S. postman is a little pissed at you because they just throw things and hide things. And like they're always showing up at your house and you're like, dang, my back, my back was feeling better now. <laughs> and there goes my C, C12. <laughs> well, actually the magic, the magic bu- uh, bush that's brought right. forth in, in the bush today when I got home. Kicking, yeah. kicking your packages up to your house. Uh, they did. No, um, no, just in case, you know, people are just joining us and didn't hear some of our last podcast. I have a little pony wall that surrounds my, the front of my house and, they don't like to walk up to the front door, uh, so they just put it behind the pony wall where there's a big um, bush there. It's uh, it's an herb. What do they call it? Rosemary. It's a rosemary <laughs> it's bush. An herb. <laughs> Better and, clarify uh, that, my friend. <laughs> exa- well, it is, but it's uh, it's a it's a big rosemary bush, and you know it's huge. And they just drop it uh, on on the other side of the pony wall, and it's when it slides down, it it goes in between the bush and the pony wall. So. You can walk by, which is good because, you know, in, in today's world of people stealing packages and all that stuff, right. they would, they, they literally, I've walked past it three or four times and not realized anything was there. And then all of a sudden, you know, if I'm at the right angle, I'll be like, hey, there's a package under that bush and I'll go over there and grab it. So, uh, because there were so many today, there was one, my wife got one and it was bright pink. So it actually reflected out of the bush. I knew for sure there was the magic bush was producing because there was this bright pink package that she had purchased. Uh, somewhere down the line, and all my packages were underneath it. So, as we say, you know what's funny is uh, I'll send you something, you know, and I'll I'll sit there and track it, and then I'm like I'm wondering why, you know, hey, why didn't Mike say anything about getting this package? 
<laughs> finally yeah, because like, I'm wandering hey, around the house. Package underneath this bush, or it was hidden on the, around the wall, or or sitting by the front door. Because sometimes they put it by your other door too. You know, yes, and you know, or your wife picks it up and puts it. She puts it in a place where you can find it. You know, in the house. You know? <laughs> so, uh, don't most wives do that? And they, hey, d- d- I, I was supposed to get something like three days ago. Well, I put it in the closet underneath all your clothes. <laughs> yeah, the bed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the spare you didn't bedroom, look there. I'm like, uh, yeah, exactly. Up in the upper, in the attic. Uh, what, what do you mean you couldn't find? I'm it? like, I'm at. I'm literally at my computer. You couldn't set it like right on my keyboard for me to find it. You got to go stuff it somewhere. And oh well, I put it over here. Uh, I didn't want anybody to steal it. I'm like, yeah, sure. So, but uh, no, I, I, uh, it's good stuff that I'm getting uh, to test out because I think uh, as our Christmas episode comes in, we're getting towards the end of the year, and we'll always do a Christmas episode, uh, and we'll be able to talk about some of the fun things that we got this year and some of the good airplanes. Um, and speaking of airplanes, you have or have not been able to fly. You've had some really great days uh, I, down okay. there. Okay, so you know, you got me this really incredible early Christmas gift, which we played with while you were here in your absence in this past week or so, you know, things have come up, you know, couldn't get out to the field. I finally went out today to go fly this bird. I perfect day, beautiful, just in the seventies, a light two mile an hour wind. We're going straight down the runway. It was gorgeous out there. It just was a beautiful day and the angels were singing. I hooked up everything Everything's looking great. I was looking forward to trying out. You'd, you'd put a new mix on my radio, too, for, for doing some stuff. I was looking forward to trying that out. And as I'm kind of going through my check, I go to lift my leg to step back over my aircraft because, you know, I'd done a run-up. And I just clipped the elevator, just like lightly wafted it, just touched it. And all of a sudden it went, and, and, and off it skewed, and I... I broke it. I broke it. I broke the elevator out of out of the mount again, and I was like, "No way, no way." We epoxied it back in this time. It was in there firm. We were pulling and tugging on it, and I mean, I just glanced this thing and broke it off. Uh, well, you didn't break the whole tail off. No, no, though, no. Right? I, but just, I broke it loose. You so, just broke the so, the loose. Yeah. You know now, which I have we did to, before. We did before. Yeah. No. You know, and that's weird because I haven't heard anybody else, know. you know, we, having issues with this. And so maybe it's just our, our it, gluing We just have, you know, here. it's just this plane just has its problems. And that, that or we're just using old, old something, glue or something. Whatever. You know. It's just, it's just. Get some of that Gorilla Glue and just skew that in there. Spray <laughs> well, some water gonna, in there. That sucker will foam up bigger really than life. fix it tonight for sure. I'm going to okay, make well. sure it's, I'm going to do a good fix on it. But because I'm I'm waiting for that big report of that new mix. I, I want to find it, it was just works. disappointing. You know, you know what I mean. I was just salivating because, and then when I got out there, it was just so nice and so perfect. And I mean, I was like, oh, this is going to be a beautiful flight. I brought my camera out so I could record everything. Everything was perfect. And like I said, seconds before I was going to take off, just lift my foot up, tink. I'm like, no, man. No. <laughs> and I know, I know because I've been around you long enough, 30 years worth, but I know that you looked down and said, this will still fly. <laughs> Didn't you? Yes. You looked down and went, I, I can still fly. If like I would have had I came all the way out here. If I would have had some tape, uh, I probably would have taped it. And, and a little blenderm goes a long way. I wanted to fly bad. <laughs> no, it, it, you don't understand. You know, it's been, it's been a good no, week. No, I understand. And I haven't flown this thing. I, I had know. some battery problems. I've, tested all my batteries been going all over I, I mean i was dead set to fly today and just to be have that pulled away from me like that i wanted to fly so bad i i was willing to 
wreck this thing just so I could, just so I could fly it. <laughs> no, and, I've been there. I know exactly. So luckily, spent all this time putting it together, hauling it all out there, putting it all together, testing it all up. Boom! Right before you take off, and you're just like, now I gotta disassemble the whole thing, yes. put it back in the truck, haul it all the way back home yes. to fix it. Because as a, like a moron, I didn't put any epoxy, any glue, any tape, any nothing in my back. It's just as well that I didn't. Because I know. if if there was, I would have just done some half. Okay, that's fine for foamies to just slap some tape, <laughs> right. slap some glue. Right. That's the great thing yes. about having foamies, but not like something on this bird. Well, <laughs> you yeah, can't take eight, that 80, philosophy and apply it to this. <laughs> no, like, Eighty-four inches is not going to be no, as forgiving. But I will tell you that it would have been a, uh, quite a spectacular video when the oh, thing it departed I flight. I would have got a YouTube special. I think what is it? Hobby King uh, gives. Uh, they have a special for the most spectacular crashes. That would have been. Oh, that, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. I would have got some new glue so. or something. From that. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's, here's the glue the rest of your balsa would together. <laughs> exactly. That's no, no, awesome, no. dude. Well, I'm glad that you didn't uh, fly it. That's good news. And uh, there's always tomorrow. So That's right. Uh, but in the meantime, you uh, did get some stuff in the mail, too. You got some cabinets, and, and you put a new uh, rack up. Right. So I, I will say that uh, for putting together my hobby room, you know, we, we put a lot of work into it for the listeners who hadn't heard. Mike had helped me with one of my racks and helped attach, attach it to the wall, gave me some other advice and some inspiration for for building a new rack. So I built the new rack, put it all together. But this time, um, instead of using all what the T, what are they? T mounts, T, what are those things called? T's, T's, uh, PVC T's. The, yeah, they're just a T. Uh, yeah, the PVC, they're a T. T-square, not T-square, T-mount, no. T. Yeah, T-connector. T-connector, thank you. So instead of using the T-connectors, they have these, um, it looks like a T-connector, but the back of it, it's cut out. Like the last, I don't know, quarter of it is cut out. So you can snap them on. They're called snap T's. And instead of uh, a normal like T where you'd have to cut cut the length of pipe, stick it on, you know, and that's it. This is nice because I can oh, use right. a full length of pipe. I can put these snap tees on, and now I can slide these things up and down to where I want to have them instead of, you know, adjusting my pipes and cutting them and stuff, taking a lot of time. Now I can just, all my light foamies on the very, very top, I just put these snap tees on, slide them to wherever I want, space them out for whatever planes I have. It's wonderful. Oh, so you can just use two, like, eight-foot sections of pipe. You don't have to cut them exactly. into six-foot sections. Hey, well, that's a good idea. We'll have to uh, put a link on their website for that. No, absolutely. We, we definitely have to do that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of came across this. I saw it once, and then I just did a little research on uh, on the Internet, found some, uh, ordered them up. You know, I got like 20 of them for 17 bucks or so. And it's not totally better than just having the, the regular T connectors. It's just nice that these things slide, whether you're doing it, you know, like I said, up and down vertically, or if you were to put them horizontally for something to slide or move. And if you want to connect them permanently, you can just put some glue behind them and just snap them in place, and then they won't move anymore. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, today's episode, I think, uh, revolves around um, our other co-host, Mike, Alaska Mike. Alaska Mike. <laughs> Well, because he was supposed to be in Alaska and flying in the winter, and he decided to bail out of the winter and Turn go coat. down. Yes, come down to the lower forty-eight and not come see us, but instead go out to uh, I think see his brother, right? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, he uh, he's out on the east coast, 
And when he was out there, he was saying, man, I should go uh, basically talk to some folks or go. I I really want to go see a couple of flying fields. And I know that uh, he's in North Carolina and there are a couple of guys out there, Doug Leroy, who runs um, a little field out there. He's contacted us before. Uh, He's a podcast listener. And uh, so we, we hooked Mike up and told Mike, Hey, here's a, you know, a couple of places you could go check out. So I think he was running around out there uh, visiting a couple of fields on behalf of the park flyer podcast and was able to kind of touch base with a few right. people. So we got a, so we, now we have a, like a international team that travels around the country. All right. I didn't know, I didn't know <laughs> well, we when a, he's on vacation anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need a big investor to help Mike get around the country to, <laughs> and we need to get him some uh, recording equipment. Uh, he just was able to go out there, but he's on the road. And uh, if it's okay with you, I think we'll call him and uh, chat with him about uh, his adventures out in the North Carolina area. Yeah, give him a call. Talk to some uh, or okay. get him on the radio. However you do it down here in the lower 40. Yeah, no doubt. That's right. We give him a call. He doesn't have to, this time I don't think he has to stand in line for the one phone in Alaska. Oh, that's right. Put his coins in. So, uh, all right. So let's give him a call here and, uh, and we'll see what he says. Right. How you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm actually doing awesome because I am in short sleeve shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so just to bring you up to speed, uh, Jay and I were just talking about the fact that we were supposed to have a winter flying episode about you freezing to death up there flying in the snow, and instead you bailed out of the snow, went down to uh, where is it you're at? I'm in uh, I'm in. Uh, uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina right now, but I uh, was in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay, so you went to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and then you uh, basically are in shorts and a T-shirt like the rest of us. <laughs> well, I'm not in shorts. I'm uh, not that crazy, but I am wearing a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> That's there a big go. deal for him. That is a big deal. I've never seen him in a short sleeve shirt before. <laughs> now, they don't have short sleeves in Alaska, do they? They do, but I don't wear them. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. I understand. <laughs> we should call him Long John Mike. Long <laughs> John Alaska Mike will do. Well, uh, we understand that in your travels down there, you were looking for some uh, flying sites and got to visit a few people down there. I, I did. Um, I uh, I went to my brothers for the holidays, and uh, I decided that while I was down there, I'd poke around to see what was going on uh, going on uh, in the RC community. And uh, so I, I located a couple of sites. Uh, one was... I might get these names wrong, but uh, one was Happy Springs RC Group, and uh, they're in uh, Happy Springs um, in North Carolina. And then another one was, I think it was Davis Bridge. Um, I don't remember the group's name. Uh, I'll have to look it up for later, but uh, we went. I wouldn't stop there, and uh, that's also in uh, around the Fayetteville area. And then... One other place that I stopped at um, that was by a farm, I think it was called Fayetteville RC um, Group. And unfortunately, nobody was at that site, although it was a really nice site, uh, which looked to be on a farm, um, had a bunch of run benches. So either they have a lot of members or they're just very ambitious about the run benches. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, uh, but it looked like a really nice site, so I wish I had met, uh, run into somebody from that club because I would have liked, liked to have talked to them. So backing up to Davis Bridge, um, 
uh, folks, those guys uh, were out there and there. They seemed to be a real good mix of different flyers. You know, there was gassers there. I saw electrics there. I saw helis there. Uh, you know, a couple of really big size planes. They had a really nice size field. Um, only I understood from uh, Vince, uh, the vice president, that they are limited to 50 members. I'm not sure why. I wasn't able to really understand what the issue was. It seemed historical in nature. Uh, maybe one of the guys will reach out and uh, let us give us some more information on that. Can it be kind of like up there in Alaska where uh, the one club that you're kind of part of, where they, they kind of just limit it to just 20 people or just a few people? It could be. Um, it's not clear that that's the case or not because it actually is a, a chartered club. So I'm, I don't know if the group that I'm with is actually a chartered club. Um, I don't know if they, or they just lease the land. So that's that. I don't know. They could actually be a chartered club, but I don't know if they are. Uh, but the, I didn't run to a guy by the name of uh, Sowers, Richard Sowers. And he was a great guy. Uh, had a lot to share. We, we chatted a little bit and just, that's how I got some of that information that I just shared with you. So you're talking about, uh, yeah, you're talking about Davis Bridge Aero Modelers. It's at Parnell Field. They're uh, AMA chapter number 4488 uh, there in North Carolina. So uh, if any of those guys are listening, would love to hear from you. And, and um, you know, here at the Park Fire Podcast, shoot us an email uh, and give us some more information about your club. Did you get to fly with those guys at all, Mike? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't bring a plane down um, or a radio, so I didn't have. I didn't know I was going to get a chance to go check out sites, so I didn't bring my gear with me. Uh, was I guess I should have been more optimistic, but I was not. No, there's nothing wrong. Now that you're part of the Park Park Flyer podcast, Mike, you, you're always on assignment. All the time. You, should, you shouldn't be leaving the house without a radio. That's right. He's our rover, our roving reporter. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, um, so, so I left the best for last there because uh, I say the best because I went out to the site, uh, tried to meet up with them on Saturday, and um, I guess they have lives or something because nobody was there on Saturday. It was a, it was a nice day, <laughs> and honestly, uh, I talked with the president, uh, Doug, Doug Leroy, and he actually said that um, they felt that when he looked at the weather, it was pretty windy. And it was, you know, it, it, there was a good breeze going, probably 10, 15 miles an hour. Uh, because we don't have as many great days in Alaska, I might choose to fly in that kind of wind. Um, uh, I wouldn't travel far to fly in that wind, but, but, if, but I might travel to one of the, you know, one of the smaller fields and go fly. Um, I have a couple of planes that could, you know, that can handle that wind. So I might fly in that, but I could see why they, they didn't And it was kind of, uh, it the breeze made it a little chilly. Um, not as cold as it, Jay and I have flown in the past, but, you know, cold enough to maybe, you know, chase people away. However, uh, I went back today and that's when I get to meet up with Doug and, uh, J Jason, I think it was, he's also a club officer. And, uh, there was uh, four or five people there when I got there. And then there were people coming and going, it seemed like the whole time I was there, sun goes down around four thirty-five, So, and we left there around three thirty um, after we went, got there. But, uh, yeah, so all in all, it looks like it's a really great field, probably about three or four football fields big, uh, surrounded by trees, uh, sun at your back. It was a really nice field, um, and uh, um, I had a really great talk with uh, Doug. 
he told me a little bit about their club and some of the things they were doing. And uh, I talked to him and, and suggested that maybe we'll talk this week or next and uh, maybe have a future episode that has a conversation with him specifically on uh, on the field and how it came to be and that sort of thing. Give some more details on that. One thing he did mention was uh, that I'm really interested in finding more about out about is the they did a some sort of event. I don't know what they called it, but it was on Labor Day. I guess where they are with that field that I was telling you about, there's another field about 20 acres big, uh, uh, further into the park where they're at. The, I guess the Parks Department worked with them, and they figured out how to put on an event and evidently raised some money for some the local community and uh that was kind of fun too and i'd love to hear more details from doug and actually didn't have time yet to go look on youtube for he said he thought that the last event was on youtube somewhere so i needed to go spelunking and find that stuff and see what i can um discover you met him sunday and you said people were coming and going did they have a mix of of like you know gas and electric or was it all electric no no because it's a park uh that this is something that they my understanding they they uh made a deal with the park that it would be uh, all electric initially that's self-imposed he said though i don't think the park park parks department said they couldn't fly gassers but i think they have self-imposed that um sure well there was a guy there doing fpv so you know it's not like uh, I, I thought I felt like there was a good mix of beginners to um, advanced people. I met a guy by the name of Michael Cannon. Uh, I didn't get to talk to him long enough, and he was a brand new member. So I, I think it would be good to be able to talk with him too and kind of get his take on what you know, how he got started and stuff. He said he had been involved, like many of us, many years ago, and then came back just recently um, and was amazed at all the different gear and the new gear and how things work and stuff. So it was fun. And I, uh, the guy who was doing FPV was named JT and he was a really nice guy. And I'm going to do some investigation on some goggles. He was wearing uh, some Ishing e goggles and uh, they looked good. He let me take a ride in his FPV while, while he was flying. Actually his brother was flying uh, angel and, uh, um, he did a good job flying, and I, that was kind of fun to watch that happen. So I had a good time. So we're talking about the Holly Springs, North Carolina Skyhawks. It's the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group. Uh, it is in, I guess, Holly Springs, North Carolina. And Doug Leroy. They say Happy Springs, yeah. Happy Springs. <laughs> Uh, I call it Happy Springs. That, that that's just the way Holly. I was feeling, I guess. Yeah, Ho I Holly's call it Happy Springs. No problem. Doug Leroy is the president, and uh, I think you said Jason is their vice president, and Dan Moffat is their treasurer. Uh, but they uh, have reached out to us before, I believe. Um, last year we did an FPV episode, and Doug uh, kind of brought to our attention that we needed to uh, kind of address some of the safety issues with that. So uh, we appreciate right. that. And it sounds like uh, they had uh, a pretty good club out there. Uh, I kind of wish, you know, Jay and I were able to uh, head out there. But they do all kinds of um, flying, but they do say on their website that it's restricted to electric or other quiet propulsion park flyer type airplanes. So gliders, quads, helis, uh, internal combustion or glow-powered models are not really allowed in the park. 
So I don't know. The a, tough wing might be uh, considered not so quiet. <laughs> that's true. Our tough wings are pretty loud, but uh, but they are electric. So I don't know, Doug. You'll have to tell us if uh, if there's a decibel um, requirement because the uh, tough wings that we fly are are fairly loud and um, obnoxious, <laughs> but they're super fast. <laughs> that's a good word. Yes. <laughs> they are super fast, though. But, but I think I think that there's not you know because of the form where the spaces and whatnot the echo that happens like say in a couple of the places that i fly wouldn't really be there so you're right they'd still be loud but i you know there's some a good amount of echo in like one of the fields we fly in alaska and you can hear it all the way down the valley yeah you know that's true mike and uh jay and i have flown the wings at the arizona electric festival and they they were loud coming by but they're once we got them up to altitude you're right the the noise just does kind of go away slightly. Uh, I know down at Jay's field and up in the Alaska where we've flown, you're right. It does have a couple of places that it echoes um, kind of down the valley. So, uh, and in my park that I fly, it's really loud because there's houses all around <laughs> and it echoes off the house. Right. So, so that brings up a good question. So the parks, you know, comparing the parks, like where Arizona Mike is compared to where you were flying today, Alaska Mike, you know, is there people walking around, you know, like at Arizona Mike's place, there's a, a footpath that goes all the way around the park. And, you know, sometimes you have to, you get the people walking their dogs and they're, you know, let their dogs loose in the middle of the field while you're trying to land. The dogs sure. are chasing the plane, you know, it wasn't anything like that. No, 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 nothing like that, Jay. Um, the, the, there's, the walking is happens in a whole different part of the park. There's a lake, I think it's called Bass Lake that's nearby the site. And so the trails are pretty much around the lake. Um, I happened to stop and talk to a passerby and ask him about where, you know, where the trails are. And they said, Oh, you got to go down this trail and then you walk around and then, then you'll find the lake paths. And so there wasn't anybody walking across their space. In fact, the road that you drive in on divides the area where you park against where you fly. So you drive in, you park off to the right, and there's a like a, a horse fence, you know, not not uh, not a full-on fence, but just sort of picket fence type, not picket fence, what's the right thing? I think you know what I mean when I say a horse fence, I guess. And, yeah, it's a split, um, like a split rail fence. Sides. It's like a split rail fence. Yeah, split rail, yeah, that's it. And so... Um, so you, you park your car and you grab all your gear and like a couple of guys had wagons, you know, these like uh, fold out wagons uh, with a uh, canvas size and stuff. And they, and you roll that out to the spot and then you take your gear out. And one guy had a chair pack. Uh, you could probably look at it. I think that's the name of the thing. And that was kind of cool. It had his chair plus all the, you know, a lot of his RC gear inside of it. Jason, I think it was Jason who had that. That was kind of cool. Yeah, so there wasn't really there were people who would stop, but they would be on the other side where the cars are parked or right on the road. But they didn't. They people wouldn't really kind of encroach on the space. Uh, although there's no reason for them to not be able to, they just didn't. You know. Nice. Right. Okay. So so it was definitely set up so that you didn't have people just encroaching, or they the football team didn't decide to have practice over there, or the soccer moms, or something like that. You didn't have to compete. With no, that. no. In fact, it's not. It's it's designated specifically for them, so it, it's it's the RC field. Nice. So there's a big bulletin board. You know, you know how you see at the trailheads where they have the 
plexiglass over top of the sun, you know, stuff, and it has all the AMA stuff and all their club rules, et cetera, sitting there and, you know, talks about safety a little bit. And uh, I think Jason, you know, uses some kind of a marker on the ground and they had like four or five circles on the ground. This is where you stand. And I thought that was kind of cool. And, and uh, they're real, the circles, I, I'm, 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 this is all in jest, right? But the circles are real restrictive. Like you could barely fit your two feet in there. It's like, don't move outside of the circle. I know that, you know, you don't, you could move outside the circle, but it was, it was kind of funny to me. That's kind of how it hit me. It was like, Oh, you got to stand here. And the guys were really good about it. Like they were moving around. I couldn't fly there probably because Jay's seen me fly. And I use a lot of body English when I'm using, when I'm flying my plane. Um, <laughs> nobody else does that. I'm sure. Like just Mike me. Jackson. And, uh, <laughs> body English. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was kind of interesting just to see what they did. And I, I liked it. Honestly, it, it really helped keep people aware that you, you know, don't go walking into the field just because you want to and that kind of stuff. I, I feel like Doug has a real good handle on safety and, and, and just, having a good head about his shoulders with regard to, um, you know, making sure they don't lose their spot and just keeping it safe for everybody. That's fantastic. So on the flight line, how many, how many folks can be on the flight line flying? Well, there were, there were only like five or six circles, but I imagine the flight line could go left to right as far as it could reach. I mean, I didn't get the impression that you could only have two guys flying at once. I didn't get the impression that they were going to limit the number of flyers at any one time. Um, and there wasn't a single soul with 72 megahertz. So everybody, in fact, I think everybody to a T had spectrum gear. Yeah. So did you see planes that you had never seen before? Yeah, I saw planes I'd never seen before. There was a Valiant out there. I'd seen one of those before, or at least I know of the Valiant. Um, and evidently, when the whoever brought the Valiant out, I guess a bunch of guys started buying it. You know how that works when you get a, a plane that flies really nice and then uh, other people say, oh, you know, I'm going to go get one too. And, and right. there's the, the Valiant, I think, is the one that was the FPV plane. Um, there was, oh, I can't remember the name. It starts with an A. It's a it's a trainer plane, though. And what, Michael Cannon had that, and he was flying that. Uh, there was a, a wing, not the one like ours, Jay, but a different brand. More like the one that um, Pete has, which I can't remember that name either. Texumo? Yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. And uh, so there's that. And then there was this, uh, the plane I want to talk to Jay about in terms of setup is this, it was this sort of a Delta wing that had two props in the front. It was a Horizon Hobby plane. And again, I can't remember the name for the life of me. I guess I should have wrote some of this stuff down. But uh that was kind of a cool plane i really liked it um it was kind of neat because it was i like the delta wings personally and then it having two props for yaw i mean the motors were set up for yaw so that was kind of cool oh okay i think i know which plane you're talking about it's a trainer plane uh i guess it is yeah because he was training his brother on it oh no he wasn't he was training him on the other one what well, he was flying around maybe his brother was flying it too i don't i don't know actually because, you know, I, I can't tell anymore with Spectrum Gear now it has wireless trainer, so I can't tell. Right. You know, for me, I just look for the cable, right? Because that's how I know people are doing training, but now there's wireless, so. You're old, so old-fashioned. <laughs> True. 
back in my day, we had a cable. It was eight <laughs> inches thick. <laughs> yeah. We had to have a small child hold it for us. It was two two cans and a string between the two, and we just yelled at each other, pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that. I never did that. I mean, I, I have at least a stereo cable. I mean, I'm I'm that far along. Right. Well, the new spectrum uh, radios, all, I think, all have. Um, they do. Yeah. They do, and and most of all, had the the you know the the new case, sort of that black matte case. So they were all you know fairly new transmitters that I could tell. Well, that's good. Were they using and like DX nines or DX nines or eighteens or sixes? Oh no no these are six E's six I's. Okay. Uh, actually, to a to a man, I think there was one nine that I saw. So no free sky stuff. Um, only the ones in my mind. <laughs> he dreamed it all. Well, good for those guys, Doug, Jason. No, I mean, thank I you was for... like, you know, what, what, what's the deal? No, I said the same thing, Jay. It's like, what? No, no, FR Sky. What? Do you, you know, nobody has a Tyrannus. What's going on with that? That's because you Doug know, and it's because Doug and Jason that. are smart and they use the Spectrum products. See, I, I, I side with those guys because I'm a Spectrum <laughs> user. Too. I've flown those. I've flown those okay. FR Skies, and I, I can't ever get those things to work, man. It's way too complicated. Okay. Well, well, that's the problem. You know, for me, for me, that when you know, I was telling, I was telling you about that plane that that guy had, and he, it, it had the dual props, and then it had um, the, it was a, it was a Delta wing. When he set it up, um, I know he probably went through the wizard that Spectrum provides, which is a good wizard, and I'm sure it asked him, you know, how many motors do you have, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what the problem was is that it had a safe mode. When he set it up, he said. He couldn't figure out how to get it into safe mode. It wasn't like on any one switch. I said, well, what I do know of Spectrum, because I have a Tyrannus, I don't know all the details, but it does a lot of mixing for you. So it's possible that it decided to assign certain channels to certain oh, things. Yeah. And, and so you wouldn't get what you wanted. I said, the other possibility is that, you know, that the frequency, what's it called? Uh, you have the, the distance between, uh, you know, where 1500 is the center, and then you have, um, you know, go either side of that. I don't know what that's called, but if it's shifted left or right a little bit, it might not work properly because it's not actually on zero when the switch is in the middle, et cetera, et cetera, uh, for that receiver. Because it wasn't a spectrum receiver. It was a bind and fly that came with the plane. Oh, right. So it was some kind of special receiver. Well, so, you know, he didn't know what channel – the uh, safe mode was on or whatever. And I said, well, the only way I know how to like, figure that out is to just build it like a regular plane and then, you know, flip the switches for which, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the different all that you would have. And, and, and so, so he said he was going to check into that. And I, I, I told him I'd reach back out to him at some point uh, and try to try to help him out. See if we can figure out what, what the deal was with that. So the two planes that I see here from Horizon, they have the the Hobby Zone Duet, and then they have the Hobby Zone Delta Ray that have uh, the two the two wings. It was a Delta. It was a Delta Ray. Yeah, and you said it was it was a Delta wing, right? Yeah, it's a Delta wing with two props in the front. Yep, that's it. Hobby Zone Delta Ray, bind and fly with safe mode. Yeah, one of the things you said about that plane was it was well, I actually got this through somebody else, but. He said that the plane's kind of underpowered 
Well, it's not underpowered. It flew nicely. I watched it. It flew great. But uh, if you want to fly it, you know, it flies slow, I guess. And so he was like, well, I'm going to put new gear in it, but I have to gut it. It doesn't have, like, removable parts. So he has to basically cut the top open, get at the gear so he can replace it with different gear. So if well, he wants I, to replace the motors. Well, Mike, I was ready to say he sounds like an American because uh... – all, all planes, motors, cars are all underpowered. <laughs> and we as Americans have a right and a duty to help these things out. This is true. More power. Exactly oh, right. so one of the things I did, one of the places I had never seen before, I don't know what he called it, it was a foamy, and it, was, it had a KF foil, wing foil. It was made out of foam, and you use it. It's kind of like the spads, Jay, that we built out of aluminum and whatever else, out of that core plastic. Right. And that they had the, the gassers, whatever. It look, looked a lot like that, but it was foam. And it really looked solid. I mean, it was a really good plane. He said he was going to uh, – this is uh, – Doug said he's going to get me the plan. So maybe we'll get the plan link on the on the uh, podcast or, or a future one. Uh, that looked like a ton of fun. I mean, I've got a new foam plane I might want to be putting together here shortly. Was it shaped just like a regular traditional – airplane you know setup uh was it delta wing was it pusher was it a oh know, yeah regular no regular airplane regular like a spad like like a spad okay same kind of yank and bank uh you know plane flying now i will tell you that i i actually have flown the other airplane that you were talking about the one with the two props the delta ray the delta ray and uh it's made out of uh epp if i'm not mistaken and i will tell you that there were some guys at my club that had it and they, you know, promptly put it into the ground uh, once or twice <laughs> trying to figure it out. Well, the mistake that they made is that they took uh, basically some uh, welder's glue when the part broke off, and they put the welder's glue, and then they pushed the two parts together and kind of held it. Well, they didn't let it dry. So as it was inside this little foam part, it started eating away the foam on the inside. Well, then they brought it to me and said, hey, we want you to try and fly this airplane. When I picked it up, I was like, wow, this thing feels really soft on the inside. And I realized that they had, you know, put this welder's glue. So if you do have something that's made out of the EPP, you can use welder's glue on it. But just make sure that you let the welder's glue dry and then stick it together like contact cement and not just pour it in there like Gorilla Glue and expect it to expand. Because it needs air to kind of, you know, get the heat out. That sounds unusual. EPPs, you pour gasoline. It, it's the it's the it EPP. That's true, but this EPP had like a hollow side to it, so when they put it back together, it kind of ate the inside of it. But I'm just telling people to be kind of wary of it. But I, I have flown that airplane. It's kind of fun to fly. It is a, a slow, you know, big wing looking thing, and it's got you know smaller motors on it. But it was fun. Okay. Well, it says here they use durable Z foam. There, that's what it is. Z stands for. That's Sounds it. for probably the EPO, <laughs> Z foam. Yeah, and I think that may be what it is. It's not EPP; okay. it's EPO. Yeah. That makes that makes more EPO. sense. I would say it's probably more likely EPO. Yes. Yeah. When I, I looked at it, I'd say it was EPO. Yeah. That makes. And, sense. In that case, welders glue would make it mush out, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yes. Yeah. Don't be messing with my EPP, man. You can put <laughs> put it in gasoline. You could take it to space. You could do all sorts of stuff with it. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> this is true. I think Jay's taking it to space. Hey, man, I can't help it. I was in space, man. I, you know. Yeah, well. What can I say? Yeah, what can we say? 
So the uh, the space the, between his ears. <laughs> that's right. He's been there once or twice. Uh, so Mike, the uh, the area that the Holly Springs guys fly in, they said is named Jefferson Slug Farm Park. Is that that's the place where you were at? <laughs> Are you serious? Wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, I am serious. Too. Jefferson L. Sug S U G G. Oh, S U G G. What did I say? Slug. Oh, slug. slug. No, it's because, yeah. I, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to say slug. Uh, Jefferson L. Sug Farm Park. If that's how you say it. Okay. Sug, maybe? Long U. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I didn't ask. He didn't ask? Okay. But that's the park that they were flying in, right? Yeah, that's, that was it. In fact, it was kind of cool because you come up to it from the street, and then there's this big wrought iron sign that says what you just said. At first, I was a little... You know, I had a little trepidation. I was like, is this really the right place? <laughs> and we pulled in, and since it was the first time I was there, it was like, you know, nobody was there and flying. I didn't see anybody flying planes around. I was like, oh, crap, now we got to walk in or something. But we looked on the map, and it's like, oh, no. So I looked around, and I found that, that sign I was telling you about that had those plexiglass and whatnot. Gotcha. And then, then I was like, oh, wow, this is great. It's a real nice place. So all these fields uh, were good enough to fly like gliders and, and pretty much any park flyers you may have? No problems? Yeah, I could have flied my glider at every one of the fields. Nice. Oh, that's kind of convenient. In fact, there were a lot of birds at the Sug farm field. No chance of uh, having a problem with flying there. And they were, uh, I guess they had buzzards and there was a hawk or two. And then seagulls came flying over. And they, you know, were following th- the whole bunches of them were following thermals around. I could just fly down to one end of the field and thermal my way back over to the other side. It would have nice. been awesome. I just got to make a carrying case for my uh, lighter, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Now, didn't you just get a plane that was transportable? I did. I got a Nano Talon. And why didn't you take it? Uh, as I told you before, I wasn't sure I was going to get time to go and fly. So I didn't want to hassle bringing it and then not have time to fly. I, I can, I can uh, relate to that. I mean, turns out I was really wrong. Yeah. I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> well, you know, half the, half the battle, I mean, half the part of visiting these RC fields is to, uh, you know, gain some exposure and actually fly with these folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we spent all this money to send you there. That's right. <laughs> I mean, this is half our budget. So much money, <laughs> we spent half our budget, yearly budget, we, just to send to right. North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure cool. of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, half a zero zero, right? I mean, <laughs> it, right. it is a exactly. podcast. We're gonna, yeah, we actually, uh, we, we should put a, um, what, what do they call those little pages where people can donate uh, to the cause? Um, can't remember what oh, that's, that's called. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, what are those things? What is that stupid? Uh, the, uh, not PayPal, but. Uh, oh, PayPal will work too. Yeah, <laughs> I, work I use too. that a lot. You don't, but you donate money to it or you're like, you're, you're doing part of the fund or you're, right. you're, you're trying to raise money. Like a go, go fund me or whatever it is. It's, go fund me. Not, yeah, go fund me. We'll start a go fund me page for Mike's, uh, Mike's travels. <laughs> so we can send them out. Right. I'll, I'll contribute a dollar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was ready to say the next one will send him downtown to downtown Anchorage. <laughs> that's about yeah. all money he's going to have. I think it's yeah, a dollar and five to ride the bus. That's right, <laughs> dollar and a quarter. Well, Mike, what uh, what else did you uh, have opportunity to do while you're down there? The uh, other club you said you went to, no one was there, but you liked the field, right? The field was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was the Fayetteville RC Club. 
flying field. And what was uh, what was so nice about the Fayetteville RC Club? Well, it was just a really big field, and they yeah. had you know a bunch of run benches, and uh, it just seemed like it was well taken care of, and a field that I'd want to go see. Oh, I, I didn't know what to ask yet. Did were were any of these fields uh, paved? No, all grass. I mean, all grass is good though, right? I mean, it's was it nice I, I grass? Think so. I mean, it was mowed short. Short, yeah, mowed so, short, so you yeah. didn't, you weren't whacking the prop with. And uh, they didn't, and they didn't seem bumpy, you know. Like I didn't get the sense that that well, there was a sm- really a, one of the smaller planes tipped over forward because of the ruts and the grass, but it was you know really like it was a micro or something. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was a micro timber, a mini timber or something. So it was a very small plane. I think he was. I think he was just goofing around. The guy was flying. Was just goofing around, and uh, and you know, it nosed in, and it, and it was like, oh. And then, but the tail went back to the ground, and then he gassed it really hard and pulled up, and just it just took off. So, so no damage. No, no, no. He was. It wasn't like he was on the runway, going down the runway, and then it nosed in, and all. He was just starting to take off. You know how sometimes he gets in a rut and he'll catch. Right. That's what happened. Right. Right. So oh, it's I'm nothing kidding. like uh, Winfield here where I'm at, uh, everybody. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. there are ruts. The plane will bounce. And that was with this big 84-inch plane. It was bouncing and tipping over <laughs> just and like it was some little park flyer foamy in a big, you know, bumpy field place. That's how bumpy it is where we are. That's you know, true. Where I'm at. So. Big clumpy grass and, and big tall grass. Jay, tell us about what happened with you today. I mean, did, did weren't you flying today? Oh, yeah. Well, I tried to fly today. Uh, I think we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but basically yeah, did. I did a run up. I was stepping back over the plane. I kind of just caught the the edge of the elevator and broke it free. Now I have to do some repairs and fix it right. So that's what I'm going to do later tonight is fix it right. So it never comes off again. So it was just one of those, you know, I'm glad that it happened because I would hate to be flying and then it broke free. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather break it on the ground. Yeah, of course. Even though it's disappointing, just because it was such a beautiful day, hardly any wind. It was just gorgeous. Mike, it was just one of those gorgeous, like, oh, uh, you know, you go outside, you're just, it's just perfect temperature. It was wonderful. And then that happened. And I'm like, oh, crap. After, you know, it takes, basically that plane takes about 10 minutes to put together pre-flight, check it all out, you know, ooh and on over it. And then, you know, okay, I'll fly it. <laughs> so I was just really disappointed. And like I was telling uh, uh, Arizona Mike, I, I was really tempted to, if I had tape, I would I would have fought to just tape the uh, elevator back on and fly it. <laughs> I was trying to convince myself I could still fly this. It could fly. It's only partially broken. And I luckily talked my, talk myself down off the off the building. Yeah, not, not a good idea to do that. Jay, is that the only plane you brought? No, I did. Okay. So I did go by our, our, our standard, never bring just one plane to the field, always bring at least two minimum two. And that's what I did. I brought my helicopter and I was able to fly my helicopter after that. So I got my frustrations out at least got back into my happy Zen, you know, mode. Well, I got to get three or four flights off the helicopter and I felt much better. Okay, that's good to hear. Cause I, cause you were going to get a ration from me for not bringing (laughs) your other plane. No, 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 my friend. We've how many times have we when we went flying a lot in in Alaska that we'd go out or somebody'd come with us or something and only bring one plane and then it would break and they'd be stuck. So 
I've, I've done that enough times before in the past that I always know at least minimum to bring two planes. Yeah, I've never done that. I've learned from others. I, I don't do that. Well, and I think that comes from us having to drive longer distances. You know, I mean, we, you guys in Alaska, would, it wasn't like you were flying at your park in your neighborhood. I mean, for me, I would literally step out of my garage, you know, walk next door to the empty lot and fly in the empty lot. So if something broke, I just walked back to the house. So, uh, you know, for me, I, I wasn't traveling longer distances. Now that I have to, you know, jump in the truck and go to the actual flying field, right. I usually take a couple more airplanes with me. Or I just fly everybody else's. One of the two. <laughs> That's what's happening to you now. That, you know, unfortunately it is. There's been twice or maybe three times that I've showed up to the field without an airplane, totally without one, because guys would call me and say, hey, look, you know, I, uh, or they'd send me a text or an email that says, you know, hey, I've got some airplanes that I need to maiden. So uh, if you're going to be there, I'll bring all these airplanes. And so Phil and Tom and a couple of the other guys, they have these planes that are ready to be maiden. And, of course, if I take my own airplanes and try to maiden theirs as well, I have a tendency to spend more time helping them maiden it than I do to get to fly it. So, you know, I I, I usually don't want to be distracted worrying about flying my own airplanes, if that makes sense. No, not at all. (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate the support. Uh, so you're down in Spartanburg and I know you've got some business to do down there, but are you going to have time to visit any other fields while you're down there? Or is it just a quick trip down there? And then you had it back to Fayetteville. So I'm actually going to the Atlanta area and I haven't had any chance to really look to see if there's going to be fields where I'm, you know, where I'm going. Okay. Um, to, so I don't know if I'll get a chance to touch base with anybody or not, but if I have some spare time, I'll, you know, I'll definitely do that. I don't, I don't, I don't have any problem doing it. I just, don't know if I'll be. No, 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 that's fine. I mean, you know, well, you might want to, you might want to take a little time and and see if there's a field or two (laughs) might help you in the decision. If you want to move down there, that's true. That's That's actually what this trip is, is just, just to let our listeners know, it's actually what this trip is about is he went to go, Mike went to go visit his brother uh, for the holidays. And then he's thinking about moving to the lower 48 with his job. So there is an office um, in Atlanta. And so he's going to go down and check it out. And, just by virtue of him being down there, I think we uh, we coaxed him into going and visiting a few of these clubs since he was close enough. Uh, mainly because we had heard from uh, Doug and and uh, Jason before on the podcast, and so he was so close, we were kind of encouraging him to go, you know, make contact and talk with them so that they could actually uh, have a contact with uh, with the Park Fire podcast. From since they've you know interacted with us before. So we appreciate you doing that, Mike. I know it was on your own dime, and we we're making fun of uh, you know spending a, a half of our budget, which half is totally budget. zero. <laughs> we have literally we have no budget. I mean, it's it's whatever whatever hey, we put in. I'm living on your money, so don't, don't you worry about it. <laughs> yeah, turn in all those receipts, and then we'll mail them right <laughs> back right. to you. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, it's very cool that you're able to go down and uh, visit with some of these folks, and uh, ho- hopefully you picked up an email or a phone number or texting with them, and you can tell them that uh, this podcast uh, hopefully will be here uh, this Tuesday. It comes out on the 20, uh, 28th. So uh, if uh, if we mentioned you, please uh, jump on the website and give us a, you know, a thumbs up or a comment. You're welcome to do that on the website. We need to uh, upgrade our Facebook page. I put something together, but it's I don't think it's working on that great, so I'll probably get my kid or my wife, somebody that knows more about Facebook than I do to be able to put some stuff on there. So your wife uh, for sure. Yeah. I'm a Facebook. She's all widower. about Facebook, man. Yeah. She's on it all the time actually. So, and, and she runs a couple, 
Yeah, and she's on our payroll too. So <laughs> she, we pay her a lot of money. We do. So yeah, I'm we, just seeing dollars, dollars everywhere. <laughs> dollars. The park fights. It's called a poor park flyer podcast. What's called? As this up, you know, season winds up. It's season two for us, and uh, we've actually done uh, quite a few uh, podcasts this year. Uh, we have two more episodes, I think, coming up in December. One's a Christmas episode that uh, basically comes out on the twelfth. That talks about all of our, you know, what we would get for Christmas and give you a little bit of time to jump in there and order whatever you need to order. And uh, we do an end of the year wrap up right after Christmas, and then we start season three. So we're always welcome, uh, you know, new ideas, uh, especially you know, with Mike making contact, I think next year we have the uh, electric festival coming up. We're going to try and attend and maybe we'll be able to get out to some of these clubs uh, a little bit better next year uh, as we, you know, make plans and, and be able to kind of look at our, uh, at our schedules a little bit further in advance. And then we'll, you know, you never know, Mike uh, might be paint. Mike might uh, be down here in the lower 48 sooner rather than later too. So, so to, to that end, um, I'm going to go down as my sister lives in Simi Valley. So, I've already found the Simi Valley place. I haven't reached out to them yet, but I found a site in Simi Valley. It looks like a really nice, uh, I think it's actually even paved. And so I'm going to go visit them if uh, they'll have me. And uh, so that should be interesting. And I'll probably try to find some other ones around that area too. Although I don't know how many you could really have in the LA area, but now they had one. So I guess there should be others. That's true. Hard to know for sure, but. Well, it's good that the club, you know, these clubs are uh, are definitely, um, you know, active and out there flying. We uh, we love the fact that they're uh, putting forth the effort to stay uh, active in the RC community. I know we do, you know, this just out of the sheer love of uh, of the sport. We don't really <laughs> we don't really make any money with the podcast at the moment, so we uh, <laughs> money. Uh, yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, we spend more than we make, I think. Anyway, but uh, thanks to uh, all of our our vendors for uh, taking our money. That's really the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're supporting them. Yes. <laughs> talking about yes. <laughs> that and the U S postal service. Well, just, like, just like we keep flying though. I mean, we don't get paid to fly either. So uh, speak so for yourself. Honestly, Mike, I get paid to fly. So sorry about that. <laughs> you get paid to fly real planes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking about something else? Yeah, RC uh, planes. Oh, so you weren't very specific when that. Uh, yeah, I just immediately went. I truly wasn't. <laughs> I always tell everybody it's, uh, you know, remember when you were in elementary school and you would look out the window and want to go outside and play and the teacher would always yell at you and say, hey, nobody's going to pay you any money for daydreaming and staring out the window. Well, uh-huh. I'd, li- I'd like to find that lady today and tell her she's a big liar. <laughs> she's a big liar. Because <laughs> that's what you do. Oh yeah. I'm hoping you're not daydreaming. No, I'm not daydreaming. But I get you know paid a lot of money to stare out the window. Yeah, especially when everybody starts screaming in the back. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, 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 I should pay attention. <laughs> that's Can you get them to quiet down? Daydreaming up here. You guys are gonna get me in trouble. We're gonna get pulled pull up. Gonna pull get fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not how that happens. See, I knew I shouldn't have brought that up. Maybe should, we should, we could do a show where you just play your top, you know, the top ten black black box recordings, you know, for your from some of your flights. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would be very boring, Jay. I'm, <laughs> they're not exciting at all. <laughs> now, I do, you know, that's not to say that I haven't had stuff happen, you know, in the back, but the uh, 
the the forward part of it is all very professional and we we you know we try to do the best job we can so yeah, make yeah, it yeah. make that's, it as safe that, as that's, possible. That doesn't keep our listeners coming back. To have, well, it was a safe and, <laughs> and successful flight. Yes, it was. Oh my gosh, that was so boring. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, they well, want to hear about crashes. No, crashes no, or crazy not. ladies in the back. You know, yeah, high okay. on a. Uh, none of the <laughs> none of the real planes. No, it's probably of our planes. I'm sure. Yes. The RC oh, planes, oh. maybe. Yes, well, the spectacular sure RC too, crashes but. they want to hear about. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool. And maybe some uh, some new tools or or workbench stuff or any of the new planes that we get, they want to hear about that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. All right, uh, maybe we need a different podcast for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's enough YouTube stuff out there, Jay. We don't need a podcast for that. That's oh, true. Okay, well, that well is. YouTube is full of them up while we're stuff. while we're talking about that. There you go. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Park Flyer podcast once again, especially since you're on the road. I know it's uh, a little tough when you're on the phone and just kind of in your hotel room and it's late for you out there uh, on the East Coast. But it sure was a uh, great time having you here and talking about some of these RC clubs. Uh, if any of the listeners were uh, listening to us, like I said, give us a um, you know a shout uh, out on our website at theparkflyerpodcast.com and uh, let us know what you think. We're always open to comments, suggestions, you know, anything you guys want to uh, pass along to us, we uh, I love to hear the feedback, good or bad. Positive uh, or negative, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> all the negative stuff goes to Jay. All the positive stuff goes to the mics. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I can not, take it. I, I was going to say, <laughs> yes, you can take it. Exactly. Um, yes, positive or negative, and, uh, you know, we'll take the positive stuff under uh, consideration and the negative stuff we'll make fun of. So either way, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have to say, though, that uh, there are probably way better professionals in the RC world out there that uh, fly way better than those of us, um, you know, on the podcast. But we do enjoy it. We're, we are always learning and we can learn from everyone out there. So I, I never pretend that I know everything there is to know about the RC community or that I'm even some great uh, you know, tournament of champions kind of flyer. I'm not. So we're just basically <laughs> park flyer. <laughs> park flyer. I know you had something to say about that, didn't you? Uh, we're basically park flyers, just like the rest of the uh, the world, and uh, and we just love to hear the stories that you guys uh, pass along to us. If you have, I okay. pretend. You pretend to be a professional. Yeah, I'm pre- I pretend to be the one of the best flyers in the world. <laughs> you can do that. You live in Alaska. You probably are the best. It's all pretend. So. Oh, okay. Well. It's not real. It's just pretend. Yeah. All right. Well, we can all pretend, I suppose. I always <laughs> like to be. I always like to pretend I'm better than I actually am. Uh, if you are a member of the Fayetteville RC Club and did not get to meet Mike, uh, shoot us an email and let us know uh, you guys are um, you know listening. It was a shame because we uh, got to see photos of it and uh, it looked really, really. Uh, like a nice field. It had a lot of stuff that was uh, good. You know, what did you call them? The benches out there? There was a lot of run benches, yeah. Yeah, run benches. That's what you call them. So there were yeah. a lot of run benches. Yeah. It looked like a good field. For those of you that uh, are in that area, it's the FayettevilleRCClub.com. Uh, they are in Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina. So uh, also for uh, Jason, Doug, and the rest of the guys out at the Holly Springs Skyhawks Radio Control Group, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to Mike. 
and would love to have you on the podcast, uh, Doug. So please uh, shoot us an email and let us know. We can uh, put you on for uh, next season. Uh, Mike says you have a great story on how you got the field, and we're interested to hear about your uh, RC events. Uh, it's always um, neat to hear how you guys put those things together. For the guys out at David Bridge or Parnell Field, we appreciate all the people you met out there, too. You met a couple of guys out there, too, right? Did I hear that right? Richard, maybe? Yeah, Richard Sowers, and uh, I didn't get Vince's last name, but the the vice president, uh, Vince, Vince, I think is what his name was. All right. Well, if you're in the area, visit the David Bridge Parnell Field. Uh, those guys are uh, out there as well. Tell them the Park Flyer podcast sent you uh, to any of these places that you go, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll help out some new um, – you know, new park flyers to get out there and, and uh, spread their wings. Well, Jay, what, uh, do you have anything uh, extra for us before we close this session? Uh, no, I think, I think I'm pretty good for today. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm just waiting for Christmas time now. Yeah. We got to get together and do a Christmas podcast. Mike, you going to join us for that? Sure. I can. Perfect. You'll have to get all the uh, things that you want for Christmas. And when you get back up to Alaska, we can sit down and uh, chat about all that stuff. When you headed back? Uh, I come back uh, on this week. All right, good. Well, hopefully you'll get to visit some more RC fields out there. If you have a little bit of time and you're in the Atlanta area, uh, please uh, shoot us an email at theparkflyerpodcast.com. See if we can get Mike over your direction to chit-chat and, uh, and meet some of the staff of the Park Flyer Podcast. We appreciate you joining us here uh, tonight and hope you have uh, a great holiday season. And we should be able to talk to you in two weeks uh, or so with our Christmas uh, episode, which should have a lot of good stuff in there. I think Jay's got some stuff. I got some stuff. Last year, I think you were uh, quite the Scrooge. So you're going to have to uh, break out, you know, a better uh, <laughs> a better showing this year, Mike. Oh, uh, humbug. <laughs> Remember, wow. I think last year we talked about the two sticks, you know, to rub together. I think we're going to have to cut back his budget. <laughs> <laughs> it's cut his budget in. <laughs> We're cutting your budget in half. Just, they blow. No, <laughs> your riders you, are terrible. How do you think I got this way in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure. Well, from Mike here in uh, Arizona. And Jay here from the hills of Texas. And uh, Mike from AK, now in North Carolina slash South Carolina slash Georgia. There you go, the traveling salesman down there. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.